the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, the radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelo, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelo. And I'm always grateful to be here and extra grateful to be here today because we have something that we're celebrating. Very exciting, friends. Today on Courageous Christianity, we're celebrating our 200th episode. Yay! Thank you, God. I'm <laughs> reminded you, God. that on December 31st, 2019, I was on a layover in Tokyo praying about the new year. And I had no plans for a radio show, but I did pray that in the coming year, God would use me for his purposes. I didn't really know how that would look. I just wanted to devote my life to serving him. And through an amazing series of events, two weeks later, I signed a one-year contract with the Salem Media Group to do a radio show and podcast on KKHT. I had recently been on Christie's radio show as a guest, and I asked her to help me to prepare for the first episode. And then we decided to actually do the episode together. And after doing that demo, we realized that we were meant to continue as host and wingman. And almost two years later, we were married. Wow, a little bit more than a wingman. A little bit more than a wingman. (laughs) And since that show began four years ago, our efforts continue to revolve around you, our listeners, and our God-given mission to support you on the relentless spiritual battlefield of this world with conversations, insights, and teachings about real faith for the real world. We are honored by and deeply committed to this purpose. Amen. Yeah. With that in mind, as we prepare to move into the next year on today's show, I want to talk about that spiritual battlefield. In preparing for a mission, it's of the utmost importance to look at things exactly as they are. And to do that, we have to look at the world through the lens of faith, filtering our perspectives through the words of the Bible, making sure we see things as God would have us see them, and then moving ahead with resolve and a clear picture of the contested domain, and that's kind of fancy Marine Corps speak, contested domain, for this area of engagement. And first and foremost, that's our hearts. Uh, Our hearts are a contested domain. And that's our plan for today's show. Uh, We have a very special guest, Judge Wayne Mack. Very special. (laughs) And uh, when we thought about our 200th episode, We thought about who we would like to have our guest, and Christy and I both looked at each other, and we both said Judge 
Mac at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And so with the judge, we plan to talk about the state of our families, our churches, our schools, our government, and the world beyond with an eye toward each of us making a faith-based difference in the coming year. Judge Mack is the Justice of the Peace for Precinct 1, Justice Court 1 in Montgomery County, Texas. And if you look up Courageous Christian in the dictionary, you will see his picture. Yes, you will. We run into the judge all over. Christy went to his prayer breakfast, and then the next weekend or the weekend after that, you saw him in Dallas. At the Christians Engaged Conference with Bunny Pounds and just an amazing group of people who love the Lord and are working for the Lord and and for Christians in this country. It's amazing. And and there you find the judge. So I can't say enough about his love for Jesus and his devotion to all he serves in endless days and nights. Uh, Judge, it's such an honor to have you with us here today. God bless you, and thank you for joining us. Well, God bless you both, and I'm, I'm just so honored to be here on your 200th episode and just so thankful to see what God's doing through you. And um, I tell people often, God doesn't need our abilities. He just needs our availability. And so I'm so thankful to you both the way you do that with such courageous um, emphasis on on the fact that faith matters and, and what we need in this day and age we live in now more than anything is for courageous Christianity to stand up. That's the reason we're in the predicament we are in a lot of issues is because the church has remained silent, as you and I have talked before. And so congratulations on your 200th episode, but more importantly, congratulations on listening to the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, and, and being um, the two of you together, being a vessel for Him. Amen. Thank you, Judge. And before we begin, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, who are we that you are mindful of us? Who are we that you know everything about us from our joys to our struggles? How great is your love that you gave your Son so that none shall be lost. Father, as we reflect on your steadfast and gentle love, we ask that you help us each to commit to meaningful service to you, to Jesus, and to each other. From offering mercy and forgiveness to each other to standing firm in the truth of your word, Help us to be the husbands and wives, fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters that we should be. And help us, Lord, to read our Bibles, to pray, and to seek your will in all we do. We pray for each of our listeners, for their amazing potential, for healing as is required, for hope, and for them to know your love firsthand and in a powerful way. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Judge, uh, been a while since uh, you were on the show with us, and uh, I know you've been busy, but um, there's quite a lot going on. There's quite an amazing opportunity for Christians, is there not? Yes, we live in a very exciting time. You know, the Apostle Paul told Timothy that when these things start to happen, to not be afraid, and just to know that they were and to to look to God where our help would come from. And I think what we're seeing here in biblical proportions is is a sifting of the wheat when it comes to uh, godliness and, and, and making ourselves available um, to God's purpose, power, and His plan. There's never been a, never a greater, you know, hour 
uh, we're commanded to be salt and light. And as dark as things are right now, the darker the night, the brighter the light. And so as believers, uh, what we need to do is we have just got to start letting our light shine and doing what we're commanded to do. And it's an exciting time. Is it, is it difficult? Absolutely. Um, but I think we're seeing historical biblical proportions uh, for the church, not just here in America, but throughout the world, for us to stand and be courageous. Uh, I couldn't have said it better. I'm looking at the coming year as a deployment. Uh, I'm imagining that in 2024, Christian Americans will be called to courageous service as we confront godlessness in every area of our lives. And from the moment we wake up to the time we leave the house, to our work, and to taking a stand on cultural issues and education and the justice system, to politics and our votes, I just believe that we can make this next year a decisive opportunity and that if we prepare correctly, we can actually use 2024 to strengthen our personal faith and to walk more closely with Jesus. So I'm thinking that in the next six weeks, as we prepare ourselves for this deployment, I want to look at things exactly as they are to take the opportunity to align our perspectives with God's perspective and to make uh, very intentional plans for 2024. Um, does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And, and you know, um, Richard, it's what Jesus commanded us to do. Um, there are six strategies for the, for the, for the Great Commission. And he told us to preach the gospel, to teach the word in all things, to testify, to love one another, to unify, and and to do good works. And so, as you've said uh, in describing this, this is this is where you know he he Paul told the church perpetually, put on the full armor of God. And not one piece of that armament was meant for retreat. It was all meant for forward progress and and offensively. And not defensively, and so I agree 100% with what you're saying. This is a this is a time for us to be prepared and to be ready to 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 go to battle in spiritual warfare because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual principalities and wickedness in high places. Uh, the devil knows and has for thousands of years perfected how to um, defeat and discourage and distract us, and it's it's time for us to be laser focused. On, on God's purpose and power and do what he's commanded us to do. These aren't recommendations. These aren't uh, things that, that are optional. These are commandments. I think that's uh, so powerful, friends. What I hope you'll hear is the judge sits at the bench and he views these amazing uh, dramas that take place in his courtroom. And uh, with such heart, he is called to look on these situations uh, that must be heartbreaking. And so if anybody can speak to the state of faith in the nation, uh, I believe it's the judge, because in the same way as I speak firsthand about combat in Iraq and Afghanistan, he speaks firsthand about the spiritual battlefield in this nation. So uh, if anybody has that perspective, Judge, uh, I just wonder from that intimate perspective, what do you think is the state of our faith and the state of our families? So there's a lot of myth that believers have, have bought into. Um, one of those is, you know, we're just supposed to love people. 
um, and you know, don't get into the politics, don't get into the the social issues that we find ourselves in, and and it's 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 not true. We're we're called to preach the gospel, um, but we're also called to equip the the pastors are also called to equip the saints, and in the church today, you see a lot of uh, folks uh, that that are are taking this diluted version of the gospel. And the, the, it's about making people feel good about themselves versus getting them to lay their self aside and let Jesus be Lord. You know, a lot of people understand he's a savior, but they don't understand the lordship of that. They don't understand what it is to make him the Lord and for him to be the king of kings and lord of lords. And in all things and everything you do, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, every word we do, Richard, we should, everything we should do should point people to the cross. And 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 Jesus crucified, and the fact that He has given us the opportunity for us to walk in abundance. Uh, we don't have to be weary in well doing. Uh, we can we can fight, and we can stand, and we can know that God's with us. And and we've got we've got to understand that. And and you know we can't avoid the, the social topics of of that age. The church should be leading everything broken in the world. Should the church should be a triage center for all those things? That makes such sense, friends. You're hearing from Judge Wayne Mack as we talk about the state of affairs with an eye toward preparing for 2024 as courageous Christians with resolve and uh, accurate perspective of the battlefield in the awareness of the stakes. We plan our way ahead. Stay with us. We'll be back after this break. He'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. Or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity Ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. This world's becoming a crazy place. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are in our 200th episode, celebrating that with our honored guest, Judge Wayne Mack. Woo-hoo. And uh, that's Christy doing woohoo because uh, Marine Corps colonels do not do woohoo. 
See, that's um, why I did it. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We get very happy and excited <laughs> about things, but we don't do woohoo. Friends, <laughs> that's what the wingman's for. Excellent. <laughs> We're talking about looking at 2024 as a deployment to a combat zone, and that combat zone is this nation and a spiritual battlefield. And we're talking about preparing ourselves and sifting all of our opinions through the word of the Bible so as to dispel what the world thinks, to dispel what we think, and to just submit ourselves to what God thinks. And if you think Christianity has no place in politics or culture, and if you think Christianity has no place in giving anybody bad news, then if you see this coming year as a combat deployment, ask yourself how fair it would be to tell somebody who was going into combat that what they were doing was just fine if it wasn't. Imagine if a father is just going along, not putting the right steps forward to um, love his wife and to raise his children, knowing that hardship is coming. And so it is incumbent on our faith to speak truth and even sometimes hard truth. And so as we celebrate this 200th episode, we think about where Courageous Christianity started, imagining that January of 2020, COVID is just around the corner. And we see how that went. And now, four years later, we watch with increasing sadness as political and spiritual weakness emboldens the rabid enemies of faith. Israel was invaded by godless barbarians. Anti-Semites and socialists parade openly within the halls of the nation's capital. Sin is normalized, celebrated, and taught to children in our schools. And worse, that education is paid for by federal tax dollars. The federal government cares more about incandescent light bulbs and gasless appliances than border security. And despite the litany of terrifying realities confronting people of faith, many Christians and Jews still will not commit to their faith in a meaningful way. And one must wonder, if we went from bad to worse in four years, what's next? And so, Judge, looking at things in that perspective... What would you say is the biggest threat to the Christian faith in 2024? I think the biggest threat is some of the myths we talked about in the first segment, is that we're to avoid topics that might offend people, but we're commanded to make disciples. You know, Ephesians 4 and 11, you know, says that he gave some pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, some pastors, and teaching, perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry to the edifying of the body of Christ. We have got to get about the Father's business. The fields are white for harvest. It's not a time for us to worry about political correctness. It's not time for us to worry about offending people. It's time for us to bust these myths and dispel these, dispel these myths as the church. Um, you know, that we're, we're just supposed to love people. Yes, we're commanded to love people and God's love, but, but love alone will not make disciples. Uh, we're also to preach, we're to testify, we're to do good works, we're to stand up against evil and speak truth over those things. Um, Jesus said authority was given to him over heaven and earth, and 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 we have got to do that. And and I, you know, I really believe, Christian Richard, that we're we're gonna, history is going to show that this this is the time where the church. Uh, the sifting of the wheat, as we as was prophesied, you know, in Joel chapter two. Then the last day, saith God, I'll pour up my spirit upon all flesh, 
And we're going to witness that. We're seeing that throughout the world. And in America, we, for some reason, we think we're exempt um, from uh, having to uh, stand up for our faith. But we are slowly uh, becoming uh, the minority in the United States of America. All, all the statistics show uh, only 23% of people that have faith attend church regularly. Only 9% of people that profess to have a Christian faith read their Bible daily. And then we wonder why we weaken. So my biggest concern for the church today is that we cannot be like Laodicea talked about in Revelation, not hot, not cold, but lukewarm. It is time for the church of the loving of the living God to get on fire for what he has commanded us to do, and that's to be salt and light. Amen. Judge Mack, I so absolutely agree. Um, what would you say that looks like for a Christian on a daily basis to be that salt and light, to be um, uh, about our Father's business? Well, I, I think it, it comes down to the basics of what Jesus told the early church and he, where he commanded us um, to be uh, salt and light, but from a from a daily perspective, for us to understand um, that as as in following the Great Commission, that we are to do that, we are to do His work, and that's that's praying and not being tone deaf to what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to us. Uh, so many missed opportunities for believers, and, and you know, and 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 this is a simple thing. God just needs obedience, you, and and you don't need to fast until your belly button falls off for you to be spiritually <laughs> used of God. You 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 just have to make yourself available, like we said earlier. He doesn't need our abilities; he needs our availability. So today is the day. So you know, Joshua told Israel. And they're, they're backslidden state about to cross over. He said, this day, choose who you'll serve. And so as believers, it's a daily choice. You know, none of us that are listening to this program would ever allow somebody to come up to us and just wrap a chain around our neck or chain our hands or do something, wrap a chain around um, one of our family members or someone we love. But what we do as a church by our choices is we're 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 not we're not the, we're not allowing the enemy to wrap a chain around us. What we're doing is we're each little chain link is by our choices, and as that choice, and as we choose not to serve Him, we are we are self-inflicting ourselves in bondage, because God He was clear. Jesus said we would come and have life in abundance. Would it be perfect? No. Every one of the disciples, with the exception of John, died a martyr's death. So this isn't a name it and claim it type thing. If this is not my will, but thine be done. And so the church has got to wake up to the fact that we are supposed to be doing his business. He told Peter, upon this rock, I built my, I, I, Preston Bud has revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, and upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's not a defensive thing. That's an offensive thing. We should be standing right at the gates of hell, plucking people from their making their terrible choices and terrible decisions and pointing them to Jesus. Uh, what strikes me as you say that is uh, in 2008, I received orders to Iraq later than everybody else. So when I showed up at uh, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, the for, uh, Marine Expeditionary Force Forward had already assembled. And the first thing I did, I checked in at my unit, and I went to supply, and they gave me 
so much gear. It was ridiculous. And uh, the next morning, I had my flak jacket. I put my flak jacket on, and I got up before the workday, and I went running. Because the first thing I needed to do to prepare for deployment was uh, improve my physical conditioning so that I would not be a liability to anybody else. What I see, however late we have come to this deployment, is everything that connects what the judge has offered and what we've said is that the biggest threat to any Christian is biblical illiteracy because You've heard the judge say a couple things, and he's referred to Scripture in everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to do something first thing tomorrow morning, however late you may have showed up for this deployment, get your Bible and wake up tomorrow morning and put on that full armor of God and start preparing yourself, lest you become a liability to the church uh, writ large. And so this is serious business, and uh, the judge sees it from the bench, uh, families being torn apart, drugs, um, all kinds of uh, perversity. Uh, We allow it into our house. So there's what you do and what you don't do. And the first thing I do is I'm going to get my Bible, and then the second thing I'll do is I'll stop the electronic infiltration of my house, of my family, uh, affecting my children. Of the false media. Exactly. And so now what you've done is you've taken a stand exactly where you are. And however late you are to the deployment, that's where you start. You don't let the enemy degrade your efforts. You put your flak jacket on, which is your Bible, and uh, step forward tomorrow morning, first thing. What I'm hearing in there is what an opportunity if only 9% read their Bible daily. I mean, we can make a huge difference if we start doing that. Yeah, and I'll give you an example. It's written in black and white. The judge said our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the powers of evil in this dark world. And it's not about hating somebody, but neither should we reserve the truth, because in the reservation of that truth, maybe we watch someone throw themselves off a cliff. But as you stand firm in faith, you have to be very careful that what you're saying is biblical and right. not your opinion, because we've been lied to about so much for so long, we cannot be sure. And that's why biblical illiteracy is such a threat to us. And so, for example, if the Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination, then if somebody asks you what your opinion is, your opinion is that homosexuality is wrong. It doesn't mean that that person is horrible. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't love that person. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't put your arms around them and hug them and pray for them and wish them well. But neither do you mince words and pretend that what God says is right isn't right in this exact time. And so this is critically important. You're hearing it from the judge who sees all these things. And I want to very much help you to prepare for a meaningful 2024. Stay with us, friends. We're going to be back in the third segment. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. 
They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Right here, right here. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're in our 200th episode, four years after we began in January of 2020. A very special guest, Judge Wayne Mack, is with us, and he is certainly a courageous Christian, having taken on, uh, I don't know if you'd say the justice system or just the attempted infiltration of culture into his courtroom, and he took that on courageously and successfully over a number of years and recently overcame in a brilliant decision by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And... He has an opportunity to observe some of uh, the heartbreaking dramas that unfold as a result of the spiritual battlefield on which we live. And so we're talking about going forward courageously in 2024. We're talking about using the next six weeks to prepare ourselves. And if you're wondering, who am I that God would lift me up and clean me up and trust me to wear the banner of Christ— I understand that, but that's the devil whispering into your ear because we can trust Scripture. And that Scripture says, who is free from sin? Let him cast the first stone. And that clarifies the fact that uh, we are all in sin, and it's strictly by Jesus Christ that we can put on the full armor of God and go forward in the truth of his word, which is that we are adopted into his family and given the right to become his children. And the amazing thing about Christianity is it's an active faith. Uh, We deal with lots of verbs in Christianity. And so Joshua chapter 1, 9 kind of encapsulates it. And God says through Joshua, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, 
Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And that's what we're talking about today. Your amazing opportunity to go forward in 2024 with resolve and awareness, eyes wide open, hearts prepared to do the work of Christ, and beginning by reading the Bible and understanding how that mission looks. This is really heading home to me. Uh, because just recently I mentioned that I've been at the Christians Engaged uh, conference, and I really felt throughout all the amazing speakers who were there, uh, God just really working on me and uh, walked away from it, drove away from it from Dallas back to Houston, and just really heard and felt peace with, okay, there's some things you got to let go of uh, in order to focus on me. And, uh, you know, I can imagine those listening out there might be going, okay, well, okay, I want to do this, but how do I do it? And I would offer up that one of those things is, you know, you got to look at the reality of your life, the reality of your situation, and what is holding you back from what Judge Mack has said we need to be is available. So, and and I looked at the, the grand scheme of things and saw those things that were holding me back. And so what do you have to say, which is hard to say sometimes, is no. <laughs> yeah. Um, judge, In order to say yes to God. Well, it's an ongoing work. Uh, for example, friends, Christy and I are going on vacation, and one of the purposes of that vacation will be to make our plans for 2024. Our methodology is that every single thing that we do comes off the table And then for 2024, we will only put back on the table what we believe in prayer and scripture is God's will for us. And we're not only doing that figuratively, we're doing that literally. We put everything on note cards. We're taking those off the table. And it's a stack of a couple of inches right now. And those are going on the floor. And then aligned with God, they'll come back on to the table and we'll have a lesser stack. Yeah, Judge, does that sound silly? <laughs> no, it sounds outstanding because you know as a Marine, you know you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I love and, that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, having that plan and knowing what the Word of God says, and knowing that, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, there's a simple solution to this, is is that if if we will get in the Word of God, the Word of God is clear. If we will, in all our ways, acknowledge Him, Lean on, lean not onto our own understanding, because you and I aren't capable of figuring all this out. This will three Proverbs three five and six. We will not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him; He shall direct our path. There's he, He's not, and it's not if we're if we're smart enough or if we're spiritual enough. It's just if we're obedient enough to say, "I can't do this," you can. I give you the glory. And, and and acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. It's, it's, it's one of those things that is so simple, but yet it's so hard, because you know what it takes is obedience. It takes submission. Um, the, the, the gospel, the good news is all about, you know, people being able to look at your life and my life and Christy's life and say, there's something different there. They're, they're, they, they're, there's, I want what they have. And we've gotten okay, you know, churches today, it's about light shows and smoke shows and preachers in skinny jeans. We're trying, we're trying to become more like the world to, to try to encourage them to come in. Here, we're like you. Come join us. That's not what Jesus said. I'm sorry That's to laugh, but the image I have of a pastor in <laughs> skinny, skinny jeans, jeans is too much. <laughs> Friends, yeah. 
There are some things to which you should just say no, and skinny yeah. jeans is one of them. Apparently, skinny jeans on a pastor, but I get it. I mean, we yeah. well, it's a show. Um, Judge, you yeah. probably heard, um, since I'm going to pretend that you listen to the show every week, um, I was talking about Eric Metaxas' new book, Letters to an American Church. And oh, I love that book. It's so amazing because the whole point of this book is that where America is today with pastors in skinny jeans is very similar to where the German church was in the 30s. And exactly. What, the German church didn't stand up. Instead of 12,000 pastors speaking powerfully from the pulpit and speaking truth, they said nothing. And silence is consent. You become complicit in whatever comes after. And judge could speak to that from a, a legal standpoint, but... If you don't speak against it, then you are for it. And those 12,000 pastors will have the blood of 6 million Jews and and gypsies and the homosexuals who were put to death in those camps because they didn't represent the Aryan ideal and nobody spoke truth to a group of bullies until eventually they were the whole nation. And that whole nation gave up its humanity for generations because of that. And so, friends, we're not in the popularity business. And and what the judge is saying is so powerful. Uh, Churches, pastors, stand firm in faith, put people to a decision. It's not about skinny jeans. And, uh, friends, if the church is going to scratch the itching ears of its people, then you have the opportunity to shape what's said in your church. When you say to a pastor, I want the word of God that's written in black and white, preached from this pulpit. And I heard Eric Metaxas say that at Judge Mack's Faith and Freedom Breakfast. He was the speaker at that breakfast. Yeah, and we and we just got that video of his message, and so I'll I'll send that to y'all so you can share it. But it's a great topic, and like you said, Richard, his book is so prophetic in where we're at today, um, where where Germany was in the ni- late 1920s, 30s. Um, a missed opportunity for the church. Uh, they had they had tremendous power, but the, in the name of wanting to preach the gospel and not do politics. And I tell pastors often, uh, when you say that, you're you're doing politics because if you don't encourage your folks to vote and to pray to get engaged and to vote, um, you are your silence does not give you a pass. And 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 it goes. It's not biblical. It's on a biblical worldview. We are to declare the gospel, the good news, the truth, and to teach it and to testify it and to love it and to be it and to show it. Um, and um, and no, this little patty cake for Jesus, Diet Coke version we've got of of, of wanting to have big buildings. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad to have a big building, but when our building is more important than our message – when when we're okay with not being okay when it comes to the word of god that's that's sin and and god says that sin is an abomination a literal hebrew word there means he 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 vomits it from his presence you know we we've, we've got to get about the father's business amen and um when you said uh we're okay with not being okay friends look all change happens in very small ways, by making very small choices, change for the worse and change for better. So I'm not saying that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up 
and suddenly know the Bible by heart, and your family is going to be saying grace at every meal, and uh, your cell phone will go in the drawer when you come home from work, and it'll come out the next morning. I'm not saying any of these things are going to take place overnight instantly, but all change, good or bad, happens with a small decision and a small choice. And it's that small choice that I'm asking you to make right now as you think about where you are on the spiritual battlefield, what your corner of the spiritual battlefield is, what your opportunity is. Maybe you're a coach and you teach Little League and your opportunity is to say a prayer before the game. Maybe you make yourself available uh, after church for Bible study. A small choice. 15 minutes every day, I decided I was going to run with my flak jacket on before we went to Iraq. 15 minutes before every day, you can decide you're going to pick up your Bible and read it. And Amen. then avail yourself of the, the the changing work of Christ in your heart where you stiff arm the world and you say, I'm not going to put on these chains little by little that the judge alluded to uh, of this world and you say, I will uh, submit myself to God. There was a famous French poet named Rousseau who said, man is born free, yet is everywhere in chains. And we are in those chains by our own choices, by our own volition, by what we fail to do, what we fail to speak out against. And uh, that can all change. And so 2024 is an amazing opportunity. And we're going to talk about it more as we come back in the fourth segment. Stay with us. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're in our 200th episode celebrating it with our good friend, Judge Wayne Mack, who has a heart for Jesus and for service and for people. That is just an amazing thing. And it happens one day at a time. 
We don't uh, suddenly become the quarterback on the football team and throw the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. We just get up in the morning and say, I'm going to focus my gaze on Jesus. I'm going to read my Bible and get my compass set. And I'm going to use that compass, the Word of God, to navigate this very difficult uh, spiritual battlefield. I think about that a lot, uh, how a compass works. A compass has to point invariably to magnetic north, otherwise it's of no good. If that compass points in all different directions at different times, we don't know where it is. And it's the same in this world, where a lot of people can say, oh yeah, the Bible, this, the Bible, that. No, the Bible is a very real compass. And when people say, what is your opinion on this and what is your opinion on that? Or if you're wondering, should I do this or should I do that? It's this amazing compass that will always point to true north, the truth of God's love and his word. And it's that that we use to navigate this world. And that's why biblical literacy is so important. It's so important that you reference that compass lest you be off on your own program. Amen. So, Judge, as we talk about that, what comes to your mind? Well, it's it comes. What comes to my mind is is the fact that we live in this day and age where people want to to distort and say to you, "Well, that's not true north." Actually, this way, um, and it's it's it, and we don't have we, we as believers um, that we've got to have a biblical worldview, and in that biblical worldview, it tells us all the things that we are commanded to do it tells us to be salt and light it tells us that we'll be persecuted in fact he said you'll be hated for my name's sake because if they hated me they're going to hate you and sometimes as believers we we felt like the world is is telling us well you must not really have jesus if if you're going to speak that to me no i love you so much i will tell you the truth we have a 13 year old in our home now and there's been just because of decisions and because she'd come from a very hard place, I've had to look at her, and, and I call her by name, and I say, Miranda, I love you so much. I love you so much that I'm not going to let you do that. And Jesus, it tells us that when we, when we don't walk in his abundance, when we don't submit in obedience to the word, Paul gave an illustration that we crucify him afresh. And there's nothing more harder than the cross. There, it was the most terrible torture to die, and and we're told to pick up our cross and follow Him. Paul said, "Daily I die, daily." Uh, that and 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 what we need to do as believers is is, and I tell you, Richard Christie, if if you see any good in in Wayne Mack, let me just tell you, it's Jesus, because I know I sleep with Wayne. I I know the real Wayne Mack. And if you see anything good in me, it's it's Jesus and his grace and his mercy and his abundance. And I'm so thankful for his love and for his grace and his mercy. And so your 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 listeners and everyone that hears this needs to hear the spirit of what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And he is telling us to be courageous. He's telling us to to be able to tell the world and, and tell our families and and say, look, I love you so much that I refuse to watch you not live in the abundance of what God has for you. And draw those bright lines that tell us and point us to him. And we need to understand that we're, we'll be hated and we'll be despised. Um, I, just simple things as 
me putting up some social media stuff asking for people to pray for Israel and, and the things that have happened there and the terrible, vulgar things that people have posted on my social media accounts. And up until those points, there was all this amen and yes, yes, yes. And then when these people started piling on with this total vulgar, just evil uh, thoughts, people, the, 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 the news feed lessened. People quit saying, people quit saying thumbs up and good job. Um, and, and that's on social media. Um, that's that our daily walk we should be offending people we should be hated for his name's sake i'm not saying do it in an offensive way i'm not saying that you know we shouldn't use a bible as a mallet and start beating people in the head with it but we should be living a life that creates a hunger and thirst for righteousness in that we will uh, be the salt and light, like a city set up on a hill. As dark as it's getting in the world right now, we have got to understand that people want to know where to go. That true north you're talking about, that compass that God's given us, that owner-operator manual that has an answer for every question and everything in our life, that, that the Word of God is, it will, is yes and amen to everything that we need in our life. Amen. Amen. Uh, that is the truth, friends. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As, if, as you know, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion. And today, our moment of truth comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, which say this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Friends, Jesus is with you. As we prepare for 2024, there's obviously much work for courageous Christians. The enemies come out into the open, and we must do the same. And as these verses remind us, our faith is not for the sofa. Ours is an active, forward-leaning faith as courageous Christians we have been called to serve. Our preparation for meaningful service in the coming year begins now. We must each envision our incredible opportunity to positively influence the world around us. And so here's my vision. First, we must protect our faith and our families with intention and resolve. Eat dinner together. Give thanks together. Let your loved ones hear your prayers for them and minimize the enemy's electronic invasion of your home. Second, we join and support our church. Third, we must stand with Israel as our nation and the world show exactly how anti-Semitic they are. Simply put, this is an attack on God and what he loves. He loves Israel, and through Israel, all the world will be saved. So it's physically impossible for a Christian to be anti-Semitic unless you haven't read the Bible, in which case you don't know that the world will be saved through Israel. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3 says that our Savior was Jewish. If you do not speak against all forms of anti-Semitism, then in silence you support it. A Christian can't be an anti-Semite. It makes no sense, and it's ignorant. Fourth, we must prepare for and vote in the upcoming critical elections. Leave no stone unturned. Two things matter in voting in elections. Number one is how many people vote. 
because that tells the world how many people cared. And the other thing that matters is what they vote about. Do the work. Go to myfaithvotes.org and christiansengaged.org and then in 2024 resolve to vote your faith. Fifth, we must exercise cultural influence to turn back the circus parade of progressive and woke thinking. Our issue is not with people. We do not struggle against the flesh and blood, but against the forces of evil. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Friends, we must be those shepherds, guiding the lost in love and the truth of the Bible, and gentle resolve, but nonetheless speaking the truth. Sixth, We must use our economic influence to resist the efforts of corporations to reshape American cultural norms. Seventh, we must speak our faith into education and the justice systems. Friends, without a doubt, the time for courageous Christianity is upon us. We can't hope that someone else will do it. We can't hope that someone else will fix what ails our families and our towns and our nation and this world. The direction of events is up to us. I pray that you will continue to read your Bible, to sift your opinions through God's Word, to pray, to participate in church, and to meaningfully engage in the community and to vote. Judge Max said, This is a time of sifting. People will be put to a decision. Jesus will have his way, and you'll either be with him or against him. Six points Judge Mack mentioned. Preach, teach, testify, love, unify, do good works. You can do that every day. He said, put on the full armor. He said, don't worry, because God will pour out his Spirit on all flesh. So all we need to do is submit in obedience. Christy asked the very important point, friends. She said, what do we need to let go of? What are we holding on to that is not scriptural, not helpful? Let go of that. Step forward in faith. Begin tomorrow morning. And let's make 2024 an amazing year. That's courageous Christianity. Judge, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Uh, your voice is an amazing addition to our show. Well, thank you, and congratulations on your 200th episode, and thank you for both for your courageous Christianity, but your also your commitment to integrity and, and to God's purpose. God bless you both. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Friends, I thank you for the last four years, and I thank you for your continuing financial support. As we approach the end of the year, I hope you'll consider a tax-deductible contribution to our ministry and to join our community of Courageous Christians and receive our newsletter, go to CourageousChristianity.today. On the Connect page, you'll see an opportunity to sign up for newsletters and much more. Thanks for joining us today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.